Welcome, beautiful people, to my Poetically Saved journey, where I'll be sharing testimonies, truths, and teachings of God. I hope to encourage, inspire, and connect with you as we spend time with God. For the people that are coming back, that have listened to my podcast before, hey, how you doing? I'm glad that you liked it enough to come back and listen again. For the people that are new here, welcome. We're glad to have you, and I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you can get something from it, because that's my goal, is just to, you know, like I said, share testimonies, truths, teachings of God, just talk about God um, and my journey with Him, in hopes for us to connect, in hopes for us to be inspired together by His Word, and yeah so just welcome um for those that are new i usually post on saturdays um sometimes on sunday but now that school is over for those that don't know as well i am a high school teacher so i'm on my summer vacation okay and god is good all the time because this the last few months of the school year has been stressful Okay, Auntie Rona came in and just was wreaking havoc. So it definitely was a new type of way to teach, a new way for the kids to learn. But by the grace of God and by the strength of Jesus, I got through it. My students got through it and the parents got through it. So, um, yeah, I'll probably blah, blah, I'll probably... <laughs> be posting more because it's my summer vacation um but if not you will more than likely get at least one from me um on Saturdays usually sometimes Sundays last week I did post one about Black Lives Matter um and I actually did delete it a few days ago for some personal reasons I'm not gonna really get into it but I did decide to delete it for those reasons um I might choose to uh, publish it again, um, or I might choose to do it over again, but yeah, so I did have one up last week, but anyways, we're not here to talk about last week, okay, it's it's a new day, we gotta keep it pushing, okay, we can't focus on the past, we can't be like Lot's wife, because when you look back, you mess yourself up, if you don't know the story about Lot's wife, you should go back and read it, it's pretty, okay. Anyways, you, you should go back and read it, though, because it's interesting. Like, sometimes I be reading the Bible, and I be like, dang, God, like, <laughs> you really was not playing when you said it. Like, you you said what you said, and you meant it the first time, and heard you is what I did. It's what I would have done. But, anyways, so this week, I want to talk about the single season. For those of you out there that are single Right now, like your girl, we are kindred spirits because we're in this single boat together. And so I want to talk about not rushing the single season. Mm, yeah, I was trying to figure out how I wanted to really explain that but I think that is like I think that's enough of an explanation of just don't rush your single season that's just 
that's just it period don't rush your single season and for those of you who were like me at the beginning of my single season which was what year is this 2020 sometimes you know I gotta calculate in my mind where I'm at um so we're in June 2020 so let's see I'm trying to rewind back to my last relationship and that would be in oh my gosh so it's been three and a half years since your girl been single as a pringle which really that don't make sense because pringles come in like a can together but i guess because they're wrong. anyways y'all see if you're new here sometimes my mind goes other places i don't have adhd or add but i just think a lot so you know sometimes one thought leads me to 15 other ones and then i end up mi- going away from the main point then I come back to it but I always come back to it anyways so I've been single for three and a half years and yeah it's honestly it's really been by choice um over these past three and a half years it's been really just one time where I was like okay like I'm I'm ready to date now so you know I'm gonna give I'm gonna hop back into the dating pool or whatever that was approximately like two years was it two years I'm trying to do the math y'all I'm so sorry no that was um not two years I'm sorry that was a little bit over a year after I had been single is when I was really like, okay, I'm ready now. I healed from the heartbreak. You know, I'm good to go, God. Like, I'm ready to date. And then God said otherwise. So I'm going to get more into that. But I do want to share with you guys the verse of the day. So it comes from Psalm 139, 13 through 16. And it reads, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So I picked this one in particular because of what I'm going to be talking about with not rushing a single season. So, like I was saying, um, in 2018 is when I decided that I was ready to get back out there to, you know, try and see if it worked out. Had this, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll call it dating. This this guy and I, we were dating or whatever. It wasn't anything serious, but it wasn't anything, like, really casual either. Kind of, like, lukewarm, like, in the middle. In hindsight, see that that wasn't it either, like, at all. And then, oh, actually, it's coming back to me, actually, and then in 20, that was 2018, then in 2019, sorry, y'all, I'm trying to get this together, 2019 was last year, excuse me, no, this was in the same year, so in 2018, again, towards the end of it is when... I was still in the dating pool or whatever, met somebody else. He was cool or whatever. We didn't ever get to dating. We were still, like, we were at the just getting to know each other part. And then, you know, it just 
It just wasn't it. And so then I wouldn't even call like I I wasn't dating this person, this this guy. Um and now that I'm thinking back at it, this all happened in twenty eighteen. Um which is crazy because I had a dry spell and then all of a sudden. But anyways, 2018, like the beginning of 2019, I was cool like with this guy or whatever. Like we were vibing or whatever. It was it was cool. You know, we had hung out a couple of times. But I knew that it wasn't going to be anything serious. I Because of the kind of guy that he was, I was like, you know what? Me and him could be cool or whatever, but this is not going to lead to anything serious. And this man is not my husband, you know, I can see that. And so now that I'm talking about it, like, and I'm seeing things in hindsight, I realized that I was the one who decided that I was ready to be in a relationship. So I figured like, okay, God, because I'm, you know, because I've moved on um, from my last heartbreak, because I'm healed from that now, you know, I'm in a better headspace, like, you know, I've learned about myself, blah, 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 like, I'm good to go, you know, your girl, being single for a year, sorry, being single for a year, that's enough time, you know, I'm young, I'm I'm tired of being single, like, y'all know off of holes, when the, um, little girl is digging, and then, like, she tells her grandfather, like, I'm tired, Grandpa. And he's like, that's just too dang bad. Like, that was me and God. Like, I was telling him that I'm tired of being single. He said, that's just too dang bad. And instead of me going to God and asking him, like, hey, God, is this the guy that you have for me? Or, hey, God, is this? I didn't do that with, it, it, with any of them. Like, I was just like, oh, you know, they're cute. Like, we get along. They're funny. I'm a funny person, so if you're funny... That's a way, like, for me to really be like, okay, like, you real cool. Like, that's how I click with people real quick. It's like, if you're a funny person as well, like, you're more likable to me at that point. So, you know, it was just, I didn't ask God. I asked myself. I was like, girl, do you think that he cute? Yes. Do you, you know, feel like it would be cool, like, to hang out with him? Yes. Like, whatever. Not going to God and being like, hey, is this is this my husband? Because if not, I don't have time. And... It's not like I wasn't trying to, you know, be intentional about dating. But in hindsight, I realized that, like, in my mind, I wanted to be. But my actions, I really wasn't. Like, because if you're intentional about dating, I definitely should have done some things differently. And the number one thing is go to God about it. So, um, yeah, I just felt like because I had gotten to that point of being in a good place that I was ready to date, but I wasn't. And so... I'm just going to talk about all the things that I did to even get to that good place. And then even after I was there, how I was okay and even like happy in my single season. And even now I'm currently happy in my single season. Like, of course, you'll have times where you feel lonely or whatever. Like, that's normal. But you know, you shouldn't be in a perpetual state of loneliness or a perpetual state of, like, longing or looking to, like, your your future or whatever, to your future boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever the case may be. Like, you should enjoy the season that you're in right now because every season has a purpose. Like, every season has an intention. And to us, certain seasons are longer than others. 
because we just would much rather not be there. But God doesn't waste any season. And so um, the first thing that I had to do was combat the lies of the enemy. And I'm going to tell you guys like the main ones that he tried to get your girl with. Um, And I'm going to just tell you like what I did in order to like, like I said, combat the lies of the enemy because when you're single, like he gonna really try to come into your ear and whisper all kind of things to you that are a lie. And it's easy to feel, you know, to, to get into like a dark place or get into a place of just sadness and hopelessness. But that's not what God has for you. So the first lie I had to combat was loneliness. So you might tell yourself, I'm so alone. I don't have anyone that I can call on or confide in. I wish I had that intimacy with someone where I can share everything with them, feel safe to be myself, and feel genuinely loved. So it can feel as if this is true, but it's far from it. The enemy uses this lies to keep you feeling in a place of sadness, which causes you to begin to feel like something is wrong with you because you're single. You might not have a romantic companion, but God is always with you, and that is the most important intimate relationship you will ever have. When you start to realize, I may feel alone, but I'm not actually alone, you'll begin to look at your situation differently. You'll realize you have God above all else and other relationships that are important as well. Your relationship with yourself, your family, and your friends are areas you can work on becoming better in. So focus on the relationships you do have and the romantic relationship God intends for you to have will happen on his perfect timing. So it was a time where I was really like combating loneliness, like that the spirit of loneliness. And I really only shared this with my mom um, and, and a close friend at one point, but um, you know, I'm I'm transparent here. Like I'm I'm hot, humble, open and transparent. Shout out to Pastor Mike Todd and Transformation Church. So I'm gonna be transparent. And it was a season where I was really fighting like that spirit of loneliness. And this was in 2018 when, you know, I was like so open to just dating or whatever and not really trying to like aim at anything. Um, not not really trying to really see if this is this is the person that God has for me. Just being like, oh, well, you know, like in the moment, it's just nice to have companionship. It's just nice to have someone to talk to. And, you know, like. When you get to that point where you're like, oh, it's just nice to have someone to talk to. It, it, it could be anybody. Like, you know, it's just nice to have that that type of, like, companionship. You can end up wasting a lot of time. You can end up, you know, getting your feelings hurt with a person that God never intended for you to, you know, even try to have anything intimate or romantic with. And that's that's what loneliness can do. Like, loneliness can cause you to you know, waste time or give time to people that you normally wouldn't want to give that time to. And so it was mainly really like in the fall of 2018, I had moved into my first apartment by myself. Um, you know, in most days, like I would go to work and I would come home and I would just be, you know, like by myself, like my mom lived really, really close to me. She was like three minutes away from my house. So, you know, sometimes I would go and I would see about her or whatever, you know, I would spend time with her. But most of the time, like, I would go to work and I would come home because I'd be so tired. And I would just be home. 
And it's just like that like that is when that feeling of loneliness really was just like came in and it was heavy. Like it was it was like really, really heavy on me. And you know, and then you like go on these social media sites like Twitter and Instagram stuff like that and you see different couples and you see people that are in happy relationships and you see people that have like this companionship and that loneliness just gets stronger and that's that's what I was dealing with and then on top of that like I really I didn't have any friends like at the time like I really didn't have like I had people that I could like I had really just two or three people that I could talk to but we weren't really as close as we used to be you know, and I had lost some friendships, like, like, over these past few years, so, you know, my friendship pool was very, it was very small, and, you know, I don't, um, at the time, I wish I didn't lose those friends, but in hindsight, you know, God told me, and God showed me, like, listen, these people were never right for you anyway, so, you know, don't focus on what I've taken from you, because you didn't need that in the first place, so I really didn't have, like, friends that I could hang out with, and, like, the few friends I did have, like, they, they lived too far. Like, I had my best friend who lived in a whole other state, the state that I live in now. Um, my other best friend, um, she lived, like, three hours away. And then my other friend, he lived fairly close, but he worked all the time as well. And so it was just, like... I really didn't have anybody to, to like, even just hang out with. Like, not even, like, a friend. So, it was just, like, you, it's even harder, like, when you're, like, lonely, when you don't even have, like, friends where you could just hang out with. So, it was just, like, day in and day out. Like, if I wasn't at work, I was at home. And if I wasn't at home, I was probably at my mom's house. But it would, it would get to be times where it was just, like, I don't even want to be out. Like, I didn't even want to, like, be, like, around other people. I just got, like, to a place where I was, like, a turtle, and I just got into my own, like, little shell, and I was just like, man, I don't want to be around nobody, like, I don't want to talk to anybody, and, um, I was just really, like, and there was times that I would just, like, be so sad, and I would cry about it, and I would just be like, God, I'm so lonely, like, you know, I just don't, I just don't understand, like, and that was a time where I experienced loneliness, like, the heaviest and the hardest I've ever, you know, experienced it, because I'm an only child, so, you know, I'm used to being alone. Like, I actually enjoy being alone. Like, I enjoy solitude. Like, that's where I go to, you know, get back to, like, to my peace. Like, just get back to being myself. Like, because um, as a person that I would consider myself to be an ambivert, like, you know, I'm introverted, but I'm also extroverted as well. So, Whenever I get to those moments where I'm like, man, I just need to be away from people. Like, I need to just be to myself. Like, I find, like, peace and I find, like, joy in my solitude. Like, I enjoy being by myself. Like, I could go days without talking to anybody besides God. Like, I can really just go days. And I've done it before where I don't text nobody, I don't call nobody. Like, if it's not my mom, like... You know, just telling her, like, hey, like, I'm good. I'm just not feeling like talking. Like, I can be, like, by myself. So, it's a difference between solitude and loneliness. And, you know, that loneliness is when, like, the enemy, the enemy likes to come in and, like, tell you things. Like, oh, like, you know, nobody wants to be around you. You don't have anybody that, that you know, you can call on or whatever. Like, he comes in and he tells you all these lies. And I was just like, 
I got to a point where I was like, okay, God, I know what your word says. Like, I know that your word says that you're always with me. Like, I know that your word says it, like, multiple times throughout God's word. It says that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. So why are you, you know, allowing this season, this, this time that you're in right now, especially, cause you to feel like this? And I think also what made it worse is because of the work environment I was in. Like the work environment I was in was very toxic. It was very, it was very stressful to say the least. Like to literally say the least is stressful. Like that's like the most difficult thing I've ever had to go through in my entire life. And so having that to deal with every single day and feeling like I didn't want to you know, put that on other people. I don't want to call up my mom or call up with the, the few people I was close with and just put all of my burdens on them. So I would just hold it. I would just keep it to myself. I would talk to God about it. But, you know, that just like all the stuff that I was dealing with in, in the workplace as well, I, I think that's what really like made me want to withdraw even more from people and not really like be around people. And that's a bad place to be in because... It's okay to, to be alone. It's okay to be single. It's okay to spend time by yourself. But it becomes not okay when the lies of the enemy starts to get into your mind, gets into your spirit. It starts to make you feel negative things about yourself. It starts to make you feel like you have like like you're all alone. You don't have anybody. Like nobody can nobody to talk to, like nobody that will understand you. That's when it becomes a problem. So I literally had to force myself to think the opposite and to say the opposite when those thoughts would come to me. Like, when the thoughts would be like, I don't, I don't have anybody to talk to. Like, I'm all by myself. Like, I, I might be single forever. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, when that would happen, I, I would have to tell myself the opposite. Like, I had to take those thoughts and make them captive to the word of God. And, you know, I had certain scriptures that I had memorized. Like, I, I, would, I, had, I would write them on, like, note cards and I would put them up on my wall in my bedroom so I would constantly be seeing them like over and over again every single day and I would just meditate on it I reflect on certain scriptures especially that talks about like you know God being with you and and it was just sometimes where I would just like I would just cry to God like in moments where I would just feel so heavy in my heart just feel so lonely like I would just cry like it was times where I would literally like weep and cry because I'm feeling all these emotions and loneliness was the heaviest one and I could feel God's God's presence like God is always there with us, but sometimes we just feel like he's just so far. Like we feel like, oh, God isn't near, but God is. But I feel like sometimes his glory is, is much more tangible to us in certain, certain moments. In moments where he, he knows that we need to, to like actually like feel like the heaviness of him in the room, of, of his presence there with us in I would, I would just, I would cry and I would talk to God about it. I would talk to God about how I felt. I would talk to God about everything. Like I, because it's nothing that God doesn't know anyway. So it's not like you're telling him anything new. Like it's not like he's like, oh my gosh, girl, really? That's so crazy. Like I had no idea you, like God already, God already knew what you were going to feel before you knew you were going to feel it. Like God already knew what you were going to think, do all those things before you even did it. So it's like there's nothing you could do. There's no place you could go or try to hide that God isn't already there. Like, he's everywhere all at once. And so I would just I would just talk to him about it. And I started to 
talk to God more. Like, over these past few years, I really learned about what praying actually is. As I started to get closer to God and started becoming more intentional with God, I learned about what prayer actually is. Because growing up in the church I went to, I didn't, they didn't really teach you about, like, what prayer actually was. Or, like, it was just like, oh, you know, like, you, you pray. And, you know, like, praying is like, like, I didn't ever learn that praying is a conversation with God, like, that God wants you to talk to him like you would talk to your friend. Like, I didn't ever, I never learned that. I just learned, like, okay, you pray, and, you know, like, God always hears you, God's always with you, but make sure that you pray. Prayer is so important. And it they made it seem like it was more like a ritual type thing. Like, make sure, like, okay, like, when you first wake up, you pray. Before you go to sleep, you pray. Over your food, you pray. It was just kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's a ritual routine that you just have to do like prayer is what you have to do and they didn't make it or teach it to me in a way where it was like prayer is is what you of course as Christians like prayer is what we I don't want to like I don't want to say have to do because have to make it seem like you're you know obligated to because God doesn't make you do anything but God wants us to pray God wants us to do that because it's a conversation with him like it's it, that intimacy draws you closer to him so I started to, like, really talk to him like I would talk to my friends. Like, be like, God, you know, I'm really not feeling it right now. Like, these people are tripping right now. Like, I'm starting to get I'm starting to get pissed off. Like, I would talk to him just like that. And I always, of course, I would always feel better. Like, because God's presence beats anything else. Like, it, it don't matter who. I don't care if it's your husband. I don't care if it's, if it's your mother, your best friend, whatever. Like, their presence is cool. And, you know, like, that's, that companionship is amazing. God wants you to have those relationships. But nothing is greater than your relationship with God. And nobody can make you feel better in the way that God can. And so I began to talk to God more all the time. Like, to a point where I was like, I would get to a point where I'd be like, God, I know that this is like my third time coming to you in the past hour. But here I am again. And that's how I began to really, like, build a more intimate relationship with God to where God became my best friend. Like, God is my absolute best friend. And that's what helped me as well to not feel so lonely because it's like, okay, I'm starting to feel lonely, but God is here. I might not feel like he's real close to me, but I know that he's close to me. And I would just start talking to him. And I would also start to do things that I loved, that I enjoyed doing. I wouldn't focus on how I was feeling. I would write. I write poetry. I would write on my blog or you know I would draw or I would read or I would watch movies that I enjoy watching. Like I would do things to get my mind off of it and I would focus on, you know, positive things so that I wouldn't just be like, "Oh, I'm like I'm just so lonely." Like I'm just so lonely. Because I I just like I really just just had to retrain myself to be like, you're not, you're not alone. Like, you might feel lonely, but you're not alone. And, you know, this culture makes you feel like if you don't have a relationship, if you're not with somebody that something's wrong with you or that, you know, you're so lonely, like, oh, it's so sad. And it's just kind of like, that's not true. Like, that's really not true. And so the scripture that I want to share with you guys when it comes to loneliness or, um, you know, and about God not um, leaving you, comes from um, Hebrews 13, 5. It says, let your conduct be without covetousness. 
Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you have to learn to be content with the season that you're in. Like you have to really learn to be content with being single and you have to look at singleness as not being like, oh, like as a a season to dread and be like, oh, well, if I'm single, I'm lonely. Like you have to be content with it and be like, no, I'm not alone. Like I'm not lonely. God is with me. And this is my chance. This is my time to really grow closer to God and become more um, and have our, our relationship become more intimate. And then also Romans eight thirty eight through 39 with, with which says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor depth. Nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I shared that one because I'm talking about God's love and how nothing can ever separate us from God's love. And so it's important to also meditate on how much God loves you whenever you feel lonely or, or whenever you whenever you feel like nobody's there, or you don't have anybody like re- remember and meditate on the fact that God is there and that God loves you and that nothing can separate his love for you. Literally nothing. Like, literally. Not even death itself. That's how much God loves you. Like, God will always love you. And that has to be at the forefront of your mind. Like, God is always with you, waiting for you to draw closer to him so that he can draw closer to you. He loves you and he wants a relationship with you. He's waiting on you to come to him with all your thoughts and feelings. He wants all of you because he loves all of you no matter what. And so this kind of leads into the second lie I had to combat, which is comparison and unworthiness. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you have friends or family members that are in a relationship, you more than likely have play the comparison game. It's not a fun game, especially not for you. You'll start to focus on everything that's wrong with you instead of focusing on everything that's right. Yes, you have flaws, imperfections, and bad habits just like the rest of us. Yes, it's important to be able to identify what areas you need to grow in, but in a healthy way. When you start comparing who you are, even how you look to other people, to couples, you'll easily spiral into a place of low self-esteem. Always wondering what it is about you that makes you still single, despite all of your amazing characteristics. So, that is probably, like, that's like the worst thing you could do in your single season. I don't know, let's not say the worst. That's one of the worst things you could do in your single season is compare yourself because comparison only leads to you feeling unworthy. Like, when you compare yourself, all you focus on are the negative things. Let's be honest. Like, nobody compares themselves to somebody and says, like, oh, my gosh, they're so beautiful. And then I'm so beautiful. And, like, look at their body. Their body is so nice. And look at mine. Mine is so nice. And, like, they're so smart. And look at me. I'm so smart. Like, nobody compares themselves to other people like that. Like, 
Let's, let's, or I'll, you know, I'm going to say nobody because I don't really know. I'll say like 90, it's a 99.9% chance that nobody compares themselves to other people like that. Like, let's just be real. Like, you see other people, you like, oh my gosh, like, she's so beautiful. Like, do you see her hair? Her hair is just, her hair is so voluminous and the curls just be popping. Like, why can't my curls pop like that? My curls is just dry. Like, my girls look like wet noodles, like, and her girls over there look amazing. Like, oh, my gosh, like, her skin is so, like, when you start playing that game, you're going to lose every single time, and you're not going to have fun at all. Like, at all. And as I said, like, we all have flaws and imperfections, and it's important for us to identify what they are to work on, you know, the things that we can change or to just accept the things that, we can't change you know like when it comes to physical like flaws and imperfections like for me like it's just certain ones that I that I was just like you know what I absolutely hate it like oh my gosh like God what was you thinking when you made me like you had so many options of what you could have done and you chose this for me like that's so rude but like whatever like that's how <laughs> I would feel about it until I got to a point where I was just like you know what this is not gonna change I'm not going to change it. I personally don't believe in getting plastic surgery um, unless, you know, it's something that's, like, dire or, like, you know, like, it's it's important to, like, get it because my health is, is in jeopardy. But if not, like, I personally, I'm just kind of like, eh. And it's not even because I can't afford it because I, Lord knows, I cannot afford it at all. Point blank, end of period. But even if I could afford it, like, I personally, like, when it comes to physical imperfections, I just feel like, so if I, if I can change it without, like, cosmetic surgery or whatever, like, I'll do it like that. But most people get, like, plastic surgery for, you know, like, their body or their face. And my face, I don't want to change that because it took me a long time to actually like my face. And I like it now. And then when it comes to, like, or, like, your your body or whatever, I am not at a point where I, I fully like my body. But... I'm working on it. I'm working out, you know, eating right or whatever. Working on it. Trying to trying to get right. Because I know for me personally, I'm going to feel so much better about myself if I know that I worked out and I worked hard for my body. And I'm going to enjoy it even more knowing, like, girl, you put in that work. You was in the gym. You was eating right, eating the right proportions. You stayed away from all that trash food. Like, girl, you did what that? Period. But... If you choose to, to change those, like, physical imperfections, by, by golly, you know, like, go ahead and change it. But I've realized that just accepting the flaws is a lot better. Accepting them and being content with it and just being like, man, you know, if I can change it, I'm going to change it. And, but not, like, I say all this, I'm sorry, y'all. I say all this to say, like, you know. Just don't compare yourself to other people or don't compare yourself to what society deems to be beautiful or, or to be acceptable or, you know, however, like, the case may go. Because I don't care who it is. Everybody has physical, excuse me, imperfections. Like, some people have the money to change it. Some people hide it. Some people embrace theirs and don't change it. Like, there, it depends on, on who you are. But that all comes down to self-esteem as well. And self-esteem comes from self. Can't nobody else esteem you but yourself. So you you got to get to a point where you like, man, I got this imperfection. I have these flaws, but this is how God made me. And, you know, I got some bad habits. 
that I'm going to work on that I'm going to change. But I'm not going to compare myself to other people. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I'm still single because I'm ugly. I'm still single because, you know, I'm bow-legged. I'm still single because, you know, I don't clean up that well. I don't know. I don't know what your imperfection is or what your bad habit is. But don't compare yourself and and say like, oh, well, you're still single because of this reason. Because that very much so could not be the reason. Like, and I realize that sometimes it's not even about like, oh, well, you know, maybe like God's not done like working on me yet. Because whenever you meet whoever God has for you, neither one of y'all going to be finished. Nobody on this earth is ever going to be a finished product. Like, no, I don't care if you're 190. You could never say, I'm completely finished. Nobody's a finished product until they die. Like, that's it. Like, you're, you always have things to work on. Like, always. And so, with that being said, like, sometimes it's not about you having to be, like, in a certain kind of place within your character. Sometimes it's about timing. And a lot of times, we don't consider timing. I know that I didn't for a while. Until, like... I was like, God, you know, I didn't, it's been like two years since I've been single, you know, like you've shown me all of my flaws, like all my bad habits, things that I, that was broken in me. I worked on it. I, I've improved on it. Like I'm in a much better headspace. I'm just, I'm in a better place. Like how am I still single? And God was like, it's just not, the, it's just not timing. Like it's, it's just not, it's just not the time. Like many of us feel we're ready to be in a relationship but we don't realize we're far from it at times. Like there are things God is still working on within us. Habits he's trying to break and good habits he's trying to break and good habits he's trying to create. And he's building our character and faith. Like sometimes like you know, like you'll you'll be in a better place, but it's still just not the right time. Like or You'll think like, oh, well, God, I'm better now. Like, you know, I don't work on that one area, but God's like, no, no, no. I still, I still need to work on this area in you. You don't, you don't quite realize it yet, but I, I still need to work on, on this part of you before I can, you know, introduce you to who I have for you. But like above all else, like in this single season, God is trying to like build our relationship with him. Like he wants us to be closer to him and more intimate because it's like, your foundation has to be God. Like, you can't get into a relationship, like, on a shaky foundation, on any foundation that's not of God and expect for it to be successful. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, and I don't care what nobody tell you. I don't care if people are here like, oh, well, they're not a saved couple and they're happy. Bro. Like, whatever, bro. Whatever. I don't care about none of that because that's a lie. That's all. I, <laughs> that's all I'm saying about that. Is that that is a lie. If your if your foundation is not of God, you are not going to ever be a, a fully like. And trust me, you can still be happy, but you're not going to be as happy as you could be. Your relationship won't be as fulfilled as it should or could be if God is not that foundation. And I've seen plenty of relationships up close and personal where I'm like, mm. That's, that's not working because God ain't in it. That ain't working because God ain't in it. And I done been in somewhere. I'm like, this ain't working because God ain't in it. God is not at the center of it. And it's not going to work either if you're the one where you're like, oh, God is my foundation, but God is not their foundation. And I'm not saying that there's, it's not possible for you to bring that person closer to God. 
But I'm also saying that from experience, it's a lot easier if you're both, at least, you know, if you both have an interest in God, if you both have a relationship with God, it's a lot easier to, you know, like build that strong foundation because you, you both have, have the same focus. God is your focus. And so you can't expect to go into a relationship with another human being who has their own flaws and imperfections if you don't have a firm foundation in your relationship with God. Like when God is the foundation of anything and everything, if he is in it, you can trust it will not fail. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Okay? When God is the foundation of anything and everything, if he is in it, you can trust it will not fail. But we can't go into relationships with people for our own selfish desire and then expect God to bless it after because he won't. God won't bless anything he didn't intend in the first place. And that's where I messed up by, you know, feeling like, oh, well, I'm ready to be with someone that was my selfish desire. And then I would date this person. and I'd be like, OK, God, like, you know, he not really he a little bit saved. Like, you know, we, we've talked about you like a few times, like, but, you know, we could talk about you some more. Like, you know, certain things about him where, you know, he just not. Certain things about him that just ain't, you know, it's not quite there yet. But, you know, like, like we all works in progress. And God is like, that's fine and dandy. You're absolutely right. You're all works in progress. But that's not the one. That, that's, that's not what I have for you. And I'm not going to bless that because that's not what I intended in the first place. You jump into that because you wanted to. You was being selfish. You was going off of your flesh and not your spirit. You didn't ask me first. And now that you in it, you want me to bless it because he cute and funny. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. I feel like that's that's how God be talking sometimes. Like, I feel like sometimes God just be like, I ain't going to do it. Like, you you got the right one today at the wrong time because I'm not going to do it. Like, because he's not. So after you begin to work on yourself and change for the better, you may begin to expect a relationship like I did. Like, I was like, I'm better. Boom. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm healed, Jesus, in the areas, you know, I, I need to be healed in. Where's my Boaz? Where's my husband? But if that doesn't happen, you may begin to, to start feeling like, dang, I've been single for so long. I've been working on myself and becoming better. There must be something wrong with me. I'm never going to be with anyone. It's hopeless. But don't lose hope. Because that's not the case either. Because one, you are God's creation. So you are always worthy, whether you are single or in a relationship. I'm going to say that one again too for the people on the back. You are God's creation. You are always worthy, whether you are single or in a relationship. No other human being can define you. Only God can. So I don't care if you're single. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you're dating. I don't care if you're divorced. You are worthy and you have purpose. And your purpose and worthiness is not found in another human being. Point blank in the period. Two, as you're progressing and getting better, but still single, don't think there's something wrong with you. It still just may not be your time or God is still working on you and your spouse or he has more for you to do before you get into a relationship with someone 
that will eventually lead to marriage. So don't ever feel like you're not worthy or you're not good enough. You are worthy the moment God thought to create you. So don't ever forget that. So, again, it goes back to timing. It still could, like, even you could be in the best place, the best mind space, heart space, spiritual space in your life. You could be on cloud 29, just reading God's word morning and afternoon, nighttime, really growing closer to God, just just flourishing, just thriving, just planting just good fruit. You can't plant good fruit, dur-dur-dur. Planting good seeds everywhere you go. And those good seeds are flourishing and thriving and you are just, it's just, your, your garden is beautiful. Your garden has just so much good fruit and you are just a blessing to other people and a blessing to yourself. Hallelujah. And guess what? You could still be single because a lot of times, like I said, like God could still be working on you. Or if, if he's not still working on you, which I mean, God is always still like working on us. But, you know, before we get with someone else, God still may be working on us or he still may be working on, on our spouse or the both of us. Like God knows as we know all things. And so it's certain things, certain habits that you might have, certain habits that your spouse might have, or certain things that God's like, oh, no, 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 y'all are not quite ready yet. Or it could be that you both individually still have things that God wants you to do in your single season that you cannot do when you're married. Now, don't get me wrong. Marriage does not hinder you. If anything, when you are married to the person that God has intended for you, and you, that, that means that that person is going to help propel you to your purpose. That means that your purpose and their purpose will be perfectly aligned together so that the both of you are helping each other further walk in your purpose together. It's only going to um it's only going to be a blessing and it's only going to advance the kingdom of God when you and your spouse get together. So don't get me wrong, that's a blessing. But I also know that God you know, intends for us to do certain things in our single season for a reason. Like, so that could be the case as well. There could be really, I mean, and I'm sure, I'm sure that there's a possibility that there's more reasons than that. I just believe that those are like the main ones, the main reasons as to why, you know, a person still might be single. But you can't focus on like the why. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, maybe I'm still single because like, cause it'll, it'll just drive you crazy because... It, it could be any of them, or it could be all of them, or it could be anything else other than that. But that still, that can't be your focus. So that's why it's so important we keep our focus on him and strive to live for him. And everything he has for us will happen in his way, in his perfect timing. You'll never receive anything from God before you're ready for it. I'm going to say that one again for the people in the back, because that one was a good one too. Like, no offense, y'all, but I'm dropping gems. Okay, pick them up at your leisure. Put them in your pocket. Keep it. Save it for later. Where was I? I'm saying it again. I'm sorry. You'll never receive anything from God before you're ready for it. Just because you think you're ready don't mean that you are. So ask yourself this question. Am I really ready 
for a relationship? Is God telling me I am? Or am I telling God I am? Mic drop. If I had a microphone and if I was on a stage, I would have dropped the mic right there and walked off. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes? I don't like saying that. I'm sorry, y'all. Please don't think I'm illiterate. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 4. It says, to everything, everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. That right there is is enough understanding for you. I would hope so. When it comes to waiting on God's perfect timing. Like, the very first line says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. It doesn't say to some things or to a few things or to some things that you believe or something that... No, 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 no. It's very clear. It says, to everything, uh, there is a season, okay? Just like how, how farmers, prime example, when it comes to things having a perfect season. When it's winter time, farmers aren't out here like, oh, you know, like, this This is when, like, my crops are flourishing. You know, this is this is when they're... um doing the best so let me you know like work hard to just make sure i'm still out here you know sowing all these um oats or whatever make no no. farmers know like listen my crops thrive during the warm season spring and summertime they know that that is when business be booming now in the winter time of course like crops still grow and things like that but there's there's a season for certain things for example within that example muscadines which is my favorite fruit of all time if you don't know what it is it's like a grape but you don't eat the outside so imagine like a grape that's like the size of like i don't know a grape that's it's 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 bigger than a grape but it's not it's not as big as an apple i can't really describe like i don't even know like what size this would be but a muscadine is a fruit and that fruit is only in season during a very small window um, at the end of the summer. So it's usually between like July, like really August, when like muscadines are like in season and like you'll start to see it more in the store. But you will never see muscadines before that time period. Like you won't see muscadines in February. You won't see them in December. Like you'll see them mainly in the summertime because that is their season to grow and their season to thrive. And that is when the farmers know it's time for me to plant these muscadines and pluck them because it's their season. A farmer wouldn't go and plant muscadines in December and be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get a crop for it. Like, I'm, I'm going to get a good crop. Like, no, like, it's a season for everything. And if you do things before it's season, before it's time, like, you're, you're, you're it'll... How do I want to say this? If you do things before it's time... It, you're not going to reap such a great harvest 
as you could or a harvest at all, to be honest. Because if you plant seeds in the wintertime and that crop don't grow in the wintertime, you're not going to get anything. Like, you're not going to have a harvest at all. And it's like, and you're going to be spending time planting these seeds. And for what? Because you're not getting, a, like, you're not getting a harvest. So it's like, what's the point of planting seeds if you're not going to see any fruit from it? You're wasting your time. And God don't ever want you to waste your time. I know I went on, on a tangent. And I really, I was trying to get to that, the farmer example better. You know, I'm not a farmer. So, I don't really know. Anyways, forgive me, y'all. If you're still here, I'm hoping that what I've said or something, at least one thing, even if it's just one thing, I'm really hoping that at least one thing helped you or is helping you. All right. So I told you all the things that you have to combat or things that I've combated and that you're probably trying to combat as well from time to time while being in your single season so the next thing i'm going to tell you is how to get there i already shared a, a little bit a little bit a little sprinkle of how i you know got through like loneliness and things like that but i'm going to share more in depth about things that i did and things that i still do now because just because i'm in a better place and i understand you know i'm not lonely i understand like about comparison and things like that doesn't mean that those things still won't come up. Like these things are still going to come up because you're human. But when you're able, like when you get stronger and better, you know how to better combat those lies and things like that. It'll be a lot easier as you continue on in your single season. So please keep in mind that your girl is still single herself and learning. This is just a disclaimer. Okay, I'm I just want to put that out there that I still am learning as well. But I'm progressing. I'm not perfect, but I'm progressing. Shout out again to Pastor Mike Todd. Appreciate you. But because I took the time to be more intentional with my walk with God and focus on him, I'm in a place now where I know God is telling me my time is coming. I'm going to say that again. For the people in the front, not the ones in the back. Because I took the time to be more intentional. And you're intentional means that you're putting in effort. You're actually trying. You're putting forth effort to get something, to do something. With my walk with God and focus on him and him only, I'm in a place now where I know God is telling me my time is coming. So, my time about my time is coming. I mean, my time to be in a relationship. I'm not gonna get into that because that ain't none of your business. No, I'm just playing. I'm not gonna get into that because certain things God doesn't want us to share for a reason. So, I'm not gonna share. I'm gonna be obedient. But I'm going to share all I did and still do that helped me be truly and genuinely content peaceful and joyful in my single season and I don't mean content where you like where you go out like with your girls to brunch you're like girl I love being single who needs a man I don't need a man and then you go home and you cry about it watching rom-coms eating ice cream and cookies 
that's not that's not you being content if every if you got to keep on like putting on the front like oh i'm so happy and then you go home and you cry about it because you're not happy like that no i'm gonna i'm gonna show you what it's like to be content even to a point where you're out at, at a family little gathering and everybody else has their their boyfriend or their girlfriend or, or their husband and you are single trust me that's me you know how many times i didn't come i done went to thanksgiving i done went to family dinners cookouts whatever and people like, oh, this is my boyfriend, Jerome. This is my girlfriend, Kayla. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm still jeepy doopy doo. Like, this is just me, Brianna. I'm here. I brought the cupcakes. Like, to this day, fun fact, you probably don't even care, but whatever. I'm going to just say it because cause I want to say it. I have never introduced anybody I've been in a relationship with. To any person in my family. Including. Mi madre. Including my mother. Okay. My mom has known. My family. I don't really know if if they've known fully. Because I don't really talk about my relationship. Like with my family like that. Except with with certain people. They probably. I guess. I probably like mentioned like. Oh like my boyfriend so and so. Whatever. But. I've never actually introduced any guy that I'm dating to my family, like in person, because one, my family is crazy and loud and just, they can be overwhelming. And, you know, I don't have time to to bring whoever around and, you know, like they just doing too much. And then especially like if me and -and so-and-so break up and they going to be asking me like, oh, where's so-and-so? Like, I don't have time for that. Like, oh, we broke up. Like, I don't know. Mm Mm-mm. We're just not doing that. Second of all, like, for me, introducing someone to my family is going to be a big deal. Simply because, like like I said, I've, I've never introduced anybody, like, to my family. Because I know that when I do, I want this person to be someone that I'm really, like, genuinely serious about. And I've had, like, a couple of serious relationships. But before I could get to a point where I'm like, oh, meet my family, it ended. So, and that's obviously for a reason. So, yeah, I'm always around people who have relationships. And I'm always the one, like, like where the cousins like to make jokes or whatever. Like, girl, oh, you know, you're going to get your time. Like, he coming, girl. It's cool. We done all been there, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah. And it, it used to get under my skin. I'm not going to lie. Like, like, it used to be like, oh, the shade is, is real over here. I'm about to go stand in the sun. Because I don't even want to be around all the shade no more. But I got to a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm single and I'm okay with being single because I'm happy. Like, whenever my man come along, wherever you at, <laughs> with your fine self. Whenever he comes along, I'm going to be content with that as well. So, um, getting to a point where you're peaceful and joyful, it, it can take some time. Like, when it's not going to happen, like overnight but if you stay intentional there goes that word again with your walk with God and you let him let him mold you and grow you you'll begin to see your heart and mind change for the better so you gotta let God really like God is the potter you are the clay the you can't tell God how to shape you 
you can't tell him what is right for how you should be because that's not up to you. You don't even know what's what's right for you. So the first and most important thing to do is focus on God and your purpose. I've been saying focus on God this entire time because fun fact, it literally is the most important thing for you to do in this season and in every season of your entire life. There will never be a season that you're in or focusing on God is not going to be number one. Even after you're married, your husband or wife don't come before God. Nothing comes before God. I love my mama to death, but my mama don't come before God because nothing's supposed to come before God. And if God is the focus of every season, every moment that you're in, and if you're intentionally walking in your purpose, it won't fail. Like, it just won't. Job 42 and 2 says, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Every last one of us has a purpose. God created you, yeah, you that's listening, with a specific purpose. He gave you certain talents, gifts, abilities, and even your personality for a reason. He intends to use all of it to fulfill his purpose for your life. So I've learned over the last couple years that we are to walk in our purpose every day. Every single day. Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church, which I've mentioned about two or three times because he's one of my favorite pastors. Shout out to you, Pastor Todd. Recently reminded me in his Relationship Goals Reloaded sermon. And if you have not seen Relationship Goals, make sure you go watch that. And then go and watch Relationship Goals Reloaded. And if you have not gotten his book as well, you need to go get that too because it's good. I'm sorry, that was a shameless plug for Pastor Todd. I'm keeping moving. But he reminded me that um, our purpose is a journey, not a destination. So don't think of your purpose as being like, oh, I'm, I'm constantly walking to get to this one point to get to my purpose. Then after you get there... You don't just like, it's not like, oh, things stop. Like after you've reached it, you'll like, you have to continuously like walk in your purpose. And he also taught me that, you know, every season has a different purpose. And so what your purpose was in your single season, it might change in your dating season or it might change after you're married. Like you have like. You have, of course, like a specific purpose that God has made you like for. But every single day, like you have to be walking in your purpose. And every single day, God has you. Or if if you're listening to God, if you're following him intently, he'll have you walking in your purpose. Like, and that's all that you'll have to do, which is walk in your purpose and just be obedient to what God is telling you to do. So do you know God's purpose for your life? Are you walking in it? If you don't know or if you do know your purpose but you're not walking in it you need to seek God for his direction and guidance that's the number one thing like you it's not it's not good to just live life as if it's pointless as if there's there's nothing to be working towards every single day as if there's nothing to be purposely doing every single day and there are a lot of people that I've like met that I've talked to that you know, express that they don't know what their purpose is. And they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they don't know their purpose. Or they're just like, oh, I don't feel like I'm walking in my purpose. And I've always been like, I don't ever want to be 
that age and there's no you know condemnation or no judgment towards them but I personally have been like I've always wanted to be in my purpose ever since I was young I've I've known I always wanted to do something um great in life and whatever that was like I, I wanted that to be what God had for me like I wanted that to be what God has called me to do I didn't want to be out here like living what my personal purpose was like, oh, well, I believe that is this. So I'm going to do what makes me happy. And if God is like, that's not what I purpose you for. That's not like what I intended you to do. I don't I didn't ever like want to be that person. And so I made it like my. My focus, like my goal was to make sure that I was being intentional with walking in my purpose. Like. Every single day, I just made, like, I just made sure, like, I, I just asked God, or I, I would say to God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven today in my life. I want to do your will for my life. Every single day, and, and even even now, like, I'll pray that, not every single day, because I'm not going to lie, some, some mornings, the girl just be under a rock, and I don't really... It, it just don't come to me. But God know my heart. And God know. God knows. That that is what I want to do every single day. Is to do God's will. So are you asking him. Like what his will is for your life every single day. Or what his will is for your life now. When your focus is on God. And fulfilling his purpose. You realize that every season matters. Every season is important. So I started to focus on all that I could do to fulfill my purpose while in my single season. Keeping in mind that God was using all of it and, it, and intended all of it. Once I began doing that, God revealed more and more of what he intends for my life. Not only in the single season, but as a whole. So as I started to like really be more intentional with finding my purpose and walking in my purpose, God began to show me more and more of the bigger picture of what he has for my life he would speak you know to me through other people through his word um through through dreams and just show me things show me glimpses of what he has for me because I was focused on doing what he had me to do and I won't lie like at the beginning of my single season and even when you know it was spoken um, a word was spoken to me from my mentor, who's a prophetess, prophetess, I don't like saying that word, but um, she's a woman of God, a true prophet, so anointed. When she, um, when she spoke to me about, you know, my future spouse, and when she spoke this to me, this was, I had been single for, at this point, three years. But when she spoke a word to me about my spouse, I got so fixated like so focused on who this person was when I would meet him how it would happen like I started to focus too much on on that and I and my focus on God kind of strayed like God was still you know God was still important to me and I still was spending my time I was still intentional but I will say for like like a period of time like a, a few weeks it's like I was so fixated on that because I was like oh my gosh like 
you know, like, this is, this is so awesome. Like, you know, like this word that was spoken to me, like, when is it going to happen? Like, blah, 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 blah. And God like had to, you know, remind me like, hold up. You know, I'm glad that, that you're, you know, happy about that because you already know that I had someone for you, but that's not your focus. Don't focus so much on the next season. Focus on the season you're in right now. Like, don't get so wrapped up in hoping and in, in hoping that things will get better or, you know, in the, in the hope of your next season that you take advantage of the season you're in, excuse me, take for granted the season you're in right now. Because this season has a purpose as well. So don't get so wrapped up in being like, oh, well, the next season is going to be better. And I'm going to be better. My finances will be better. I'm not going to be single anymore. Things are just going to be better, 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 better. Like, don't get into that. Where you focus on things being better. You know, in the next season, that you're not focusing on making things better and making the best of the season you're in right now. Because that's not healthy either. God like doesn't want you to live in the past or the future. He wants you to live in the present. The second thing I did was ask God to take any and everything that isn't of him from me. So, Psalms 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know and Know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is what I like to call character building 101. So it's imperative that we genuinely ask God to reveal what isn't like him within us. That's the only way we can truly grow and become better, become more like him. But be careful when you ask this question. You're going to get exactly what you ask for. Be prepared for the hard truth. It's not easy looking in the mirror and seeing all of your flaws and insecurities exposed, but it's 110% necessary and worth it. How can you be ready to be someone's spouse, someone's helpmate, when you still have bad habits that can take an unhealthy toll on the relationship? When you still have issues or past hurt that you haven't dealt with, let alone healed from? It's important to do all this healing, breaking down, and rebuilding while it's just you and God. Now, I'm not saying you have to be fully healed and have no bad habits when you meet your significant other because that's impossible. We'll all always have some things we need to work on and improve. That's inevitable. But I am saying to get rid of any unnecessary baggage and unhealthy habits if and while you can. So you don't carry it with you into the relationship because most times we don't realize we're dumping all of our baggage on our significant other, punishing them for the pain of someone else, which is never good in any relationship. Trust me, I know from experience. So when I asked God this question after and I asked him this question after my um, breakup or whatever, I was so heartbroken it was a really difficult time for me. Like, this was probably the hardest breakup I've ever been through. Like, legit. I had never felt what heartbreak was. Like, literal heartbreak. But I understood what it meant. Because your girl was going through it. Like, I 
was not in a good place. Like, it, I was, I was, I mean, there's no other way to say it besides heartbroken. I was sad. I was crying all the time. I didn't want to be around other people. Like, I was just, I just wasn't happy because, again, my heart was broken. And in the moment, I didn't want it. I didn't want any of it. But in hindsight, I'm very grateful for it. In hindsight, I can truly say that I thank God for what I went through, like through for that heartbreak, because I came out of it better and stronger. And if I hadn't gone through that, I don't know if I would have finally gotten to a point where I, where I stopped myself and I asked God, like, okay, God, what, what flaws, what, what, what things about myself, like what habits do I have within me? that are a result of hurt, pain, and brokenness from my past. I really ask God, like, whatever it is, like, whatever has hurt me in the past that I didn't even, that, you know, of course I know hurt me, but that, you know, I ended up building some kind of unhealthy habit or some kind of, or, or you know, where I held onto this brokenness and it turned into something negative. Like, whatever it is, God, just show it to me. I was asking God this, honest to God, like every single day for for some months. And he was showing me too. He was he was showing it to me, like he was showing me some things about myself and I was like, Ooh girl, like it was it was difficult. It was really difficult, but I so desperately needed it because if he hadn't held that mirror up to me and showed me my true reflection and made me stand there and look at it and not just look at it but really be really focused on it and really think about how to change and be better I wouldn't have like healed from all the things that were broken in me and it's crazy because it's like I didn't even realize that that I was even broken from things that happened to me from you know being a child from from child slash like teenage years like I never realized that the things that I went through like as a child you know um carry such a heavy weight on me and you know it wasn't anything like super like traumatic or anything like that like I was never like abused or, or anything like that um you know uh but I will share that you know I was raised by a single mother um shout out to you mom if you're listening or I'm sure that you are I love you I was raised by a single mother. My father was not in my life. Um, he was very much, so, very much so a deadbeat and absentee father. And up until the age of, how old was I? I believe I was 21 or 22. From the age of 4 to about 21, 22, I had not seen him at all. Like, at all. And it was a very bad relationship that we had. I wouldn't even call it a relationship, to be honest, because I really, like, I really didn't know him like that, and I still don't know him like that now. But from the things, like, that, that he would do, like, he would come in and out of my life quite often. Um, of course, not physically, because as I said, I hadn't seen him for all those years. But, you know, like, calling me or whatever, when he so felt like it, you know, like, he would just pick me up and put me, like, it was just different things that, like, that different ways that he treated me from, you know, like, when I was a child up until I finally got tired of it when I was 
16 and I just was like, nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just done with him like altogether. But I didn't realize like how much like I held on to those things and how much those things manifested into like bad habits and manifested into literally like negative things. Things that I things that I carried that were burdens and that were weights and then I took those same weights and burdens and I put it on people that I was in a relationship with. Like I burdened them down with stuff that they didn't with pain that they didn't even cause. Like I, I acted like a certain kind of way, I responded to things in a certain kind of way because I still was broken and certain things would trigger me and I didn't even realize that, that they were triggers. Like it's so crazy like how you can just go through life like, not even realizing how much of an impact things have on you. And you'll think, like, oh, well, I'm fine. Like, you know, I'm grown now. Like, you know, I've already, like, talked to God about it. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. And, but deep down inside, it's like, you're not good. And you don't realize it until you start being like, okay, the way I'm acting is unacceptable. Or, you know, um, these habits that I have is just is unacceptable. Like, these things, like, these patterns... These things that I continue to do, like, it's unacceptable. And it wasn't until I finally, like, just asked God, like, okay, God, I'm heartbroken right now, but I understand that I probably paid, paid, that I probably paid, paid again. What's wrong with your girl? That I probably played a part in the reason why we broke up. So tell me what things I did wrong. Tell me what habits I have that are unhealthy in any relationship, whether it's romantic or it's friendship or family, whatever it is, show me all of these things, God, so that I can work on it and so I can improve on it and so that I can heal, I can work towards healing any anything within myself that's, that's broken. And I really was diligent, like I really was intentional with doing it. And God would, the more I was intentional, the more God would show me and the more God was helping me to heal like God won't just show you what's broken and then tell you to just to okay well I showed you like what's broken so you figure out how to heal yourself you you figure out how to fix yourself like no God shows these things to you and he helps you get to a point of healing he helps you get to a point where you're truly um or you're truly whole in him and that can only happen through him and with him and so, who I am now, when I look back at to, at to, when I look back at the way I was in the relationship that, you know, I was just so heartbroken in, like, I see that I did play a role. Like, I, I didn't, it, I didn't play, like, the, the larger percentage of the, of uh, the, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, of the cause of the breakup. But I I did play a part in it, and I could see, like, okay, like, those were some habits that were definitely unhealthy. Those are some things you were doing that definitely weren't healthy. And God, like, really helped me to, to just be better. So those things that I used to do then, I don't do those things now because I'm healed from certain things, so those habits are no longer there. So you really, you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm good, like, you know. Like, I, I had some stuff, like, happened to me in the past, like, but I'm good. If you didn't face those those things head on, if you didn't, like, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, girl, like, let's, let's or okay, um, bruh, let's look in, in the mirror and let's really see, like, what the problem is. Like, you're not really 
and fully healed from it. Like, you're just not. And until you get to that point, it's, it's going to be hard to, like, to be with somebody else when you still have so much stuff to work on. That's why it's so good right now while you're single to just do all that stuff now, like, to just do all that pruning now, like let God prune you, let God like take stuff away from you, add stuff to you, let him just do all those things now, you know, while it's just you, like you don't have to worry about being like, oh, well, you know, you don't have to worry about being there for someone else because you're in a relationship. All you have to worry about is being there for yourself. You don't have to worry about being like, okay, like this person, like my boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever they're upset right now, like, you know, and so I have to play, like, my part and as their partner and be there for them and help them, even though I still got my own stuff that I have to work on as well, like, you don't have to worry about that, like, you can really just focus on yourself, like, focus on becoming better, and I know I'm, like, going off on a tangent, not only on this, but on everything, because, like I told you guys earlier, I forewarned you, (sighs) I get off topic, but I come back to it, and I might get off topic, but it's the same, like, it has to do with everything I'm talking about. It's just a subtopic, but I get back to the main topic. But I'm so, like, I'm emphasizing this point because this is just as important, almost as important as, of course, focusing on God. Like, and I put it as number two for a reason. Because it's just, like, what God has healed me from and what God has shown me, like, I really, like, I'm telling you about how much of a blessing it has been learning all of these things about myself becoming better and I'm even like to this day I'm still like working on things within myself because we always will be but I know that whenever I do get into a relationship I won't have to worry about old past or old like you know heartbreak or pain coming back up in it and causing me to you know act in a way that's unhealthy like I don't have to worry about that because that stuff God has healed me from Like, that's not, like, you know, in the back of my mind or, you know, that's not still deeply rooted within my heart or within my spirit. Like, those weeds have been pulled up completely. Like, they're no longer, it's no longer within me. And so I know, like, where I'm at now, I can get into a relationship, like, with the person or I could, you know, start dating or whatever. And those things won't come up. Because they're, they're, um... Not my habit anymore. And the enemy will, will try to, like, you know, plant those seeds again in your mind. Like, he'll try to, like, you know, like, bring those things, like, back up in you. Like, cause you to, you know, start thinking, like, how you used to. But that's when you got to take those thoughts captive under the word of God and remember what God has healed you from and remember who you are now. And most importantly, whose you are. And be like... No, that's that's not me. Like like that that habit is dead and gone. Like that I don't do I don't do that anymore. Like nope, that's not going to happen cuz don't don't think for a second that just because you become healed from it and you you stop a certain habit that it won't come up again or you know that that you might not be um tempted to fall back into that habit because the enemy he's so stupid, he's so lame. Like he does like the exact same like tricks and schemes and deceptions. He just tweaks it slightly. Like just just tweaks it just a little bit. So 
for example, if he knows that you, um, let's say like, like one of your bad habits is that you easily get irritated, the person does not answer you back immediately. And let's say like, like that was your bad habit that you have healed from, you know, that, that bad habit came from, you know, like your past boyfriend who cheated on you and you know, every single time you would call call him or, you know, text him or whatever, and if he didn't answer you back immediately, you know, he was cheating. And, and you found out after, like, oh, well, that's the reason why you couldn't answer me. So that that's like a, it's like a trigger for you. So then that that became a habit for you. So where if a person didn't answer you back immediately, you would start to blow up their phone. You would start to act all crazy. You would start to do the absolute most and think the worst. And now you, like, want to go off on people and just, just do the most. Let's say that that was your habit, right? And let's say that you have broken that habit. Like, like let's say that, that, you know, God has shown you the error of your way. You understand the root of the problem. You know, pulled up the root. You're better now. Let's say that you're, you've moved on. You're dating whoever now. And this person, you know, takes too long to answer you back. Not one time, but a couple of times. You know, like, here and there. And you're, you're, you're starting to notice it. The enemy is, is going to be like, oh, this is perfect timing because now he's starting to notice that he's like, you know, taking a little bit too long to answer back. I'm finna try to sneak in right now and I'm I'm gonna try to put those thoughts in her mind again, like, oh, he's he taking a little bit too long to um answer you back. That's that's his third time doing that this week. You know what happened last time, right? You remember what happened last time, right? And he'll try to come in and start to plant those those lies in your head. And if you fall for it, and if you give into it, you're going to fall back into that bad habit. And you're going to start um, doing the thing that you work so hard to break. You're going to get back into that habit of being erratic and blowing this person's phone up and just doing the absolute most. Because that's that's an old habit that you had. And of course, you... You broke it, of course, you got rid of it. But understand that there are going to be times when it's going to come up to where you're going to want to react in the way that you used to. It's, it's natural. Like, even though once we're in Christ, we're a new creation, and, you know, old things have passed away, it's still natural for us to, to do things of the flesh and not of the spirit. That's why the flesh and the spirit are at war constantly. You acting erratically and you having bad habits and you doing things that just like off the wall crazy or you just doing too much like it, like anything like that's negative negative behavior negative habits that's that's of of the flesh and so once you become a new creation and god has shown you like what you what you have to do in, in order to change and, and you've done those things and you're better now that was you choosing the spirit but the flesh gonna always come come back up and be like, "Hey, girl, I'm still here because we were born into sin. We're we're sinful creatures. Like we were we were born with sinful natures, and so that's why we're gonna constantly be at at battle with our flesh and with our spirit. But the more you pour into your spirit, the more you're intentional with your walk with God and with reading God's word. Your spirit becomes stronger." So that when the flesh tries to come up and, and tries to get you to fall back into old habits, tries to get you to act in a certain way that's not of God, 
your spirit can overpower and be like, nah, bro, that's that's not even, we're not even finna do that. That's that's not it. And so, number three, the third thing that I did, or the third thing, well, yeah, the third thing that I did to actually get to the point of contentment and singleness, and the third thing that you can also do as well, is to enjoy the freedom. Philippians 4.11 says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I spoke about contentment earlier. You can only enjoy the freedom <clears throat> excuse me, of being single if you're content with being single. Be content and happy in this season. Don't take it for granted. You don't have a significant other or, you know, a spouse or children. You are free to come and go as you please and to focus on yourself without being selfish. You'll never get this time back. So make the most of it. Work on your gifts and talents. Get another degree. Travel. Spend your money as you so choose. But still be wise, of course. Don't be out here just doing too much with your money now. And spend all the time you need on yourself because that's all you have to worry about. Okay? Like, nothing is better to me with the space I'm in right now than being able to get up at whatever time I want to get up worry, and only have to worry about myself. I, I ain't got to worry about being like, oh, you know, um, oh, when I get up, I, I have to be... Um, kind of quiet because you know my husband is still is still asleep and you know sleeps in for like another 30 30 minutes or an hour so you know I can't get up and do like the thing like I don't I don't have to worry about thinking about another person's needs and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to do so but it's like you're single right now and for all you know like God intends for you to be single for another three months six months two days six years who knows only God does but it's like, take, take advantage of this. Take advantage of it. Like, you, you can come and go, like, as you please. I can get up and go to the mall right now. Not right now. It's a pandemic. But the mall is open. But whatever. Hypothetically. If it wasn't a pandemic going on right now. I can get up and go to the mall right now. Get myself a brand new pair of shoes. And I have to be like, oh... I can't even get this because, you know, I, I have to buy my child whatever. And, of course, as a parent, if you're a good parent, of course, it'll never be um, a, a burden for you to have to, like, you know, buy things for your children or whatever. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that I don't have to worry about anybody but Brianna. And I like it like that. Now, again, I, I'm not opposed to being in a relationship I'm not opposed to, you know, like my spouse coming along whenever God's timing is right. For all I know, he'll be, I, I, I might meet him this month or next month or six months. I don't know. I don't know when. But I'm just enjoying the season I'm in now. I'm not focusing on like what's to come. I don't have to focus on what kind of like, on like, oh, well, you know, I, I can't 
just just like go out and just come and go as I please because if I was a mom I wouldn't do that I ain't gotta think like that because I'm not a mom because of course I already know when I am a mom I don't know what kind of mother I intend to be because in this time of me being single as well and me being focused on God I've also been intentional with asking God to you know, give me wisdom and understanding and knowledge about how to be a good wife, about how to be a good mother. And learning about things about things that I would do as a parent, things that, that I wouldn't do as a parent, things that I would do as a wife, things I wouldn't do as a wife. Like I'm using like this this season to just learn more about who I am now and, and to, you know, learn more and get understanding about my future roles, the, the future jobs I'll have as a wife. And as a mother, knowing, okay, I don't want to be this kind of wife. And I don't want to do things in this kind of way. Or, you know, I don't want to be this kind of, of, of mom. Already, like, thinking about, like, different, just different things that I want to instill in my children. Different, different ways that I want to instill certain lessons and, and different things that I want to do with my child, with my children. Like, I'm doing that now in my single season so that when I get to be married and get to be a mother I don't have to try to figure it out then I don't want to be that person like where it's like oh I'm not thinking about you know what kind of wife I'm going to be right now I'm just thinking about me just like being single focusing on me and then when I become a wife I'm out here like oh well dang like I would I didn't think about this and of course there's certain things that you just can't learn until you actually do it like some things in life are just pragmatic like I I will never learn how to coexist with another human being um, that that's not my mother or a college roommate until I actually move in with my husband and until we're actually coexisting, co cohabitating together. I've never lived with anybody else besides, like I said, my mother and college roommates that I've had. And those those dynamics are definitely different than your spouse. And so I'm going to have to learn, like, okay, like, what what habits does he have? Like, what things, like, does, does he do? Does he just step out of his clothes and not put it into the laundry basket? Does he just, like, let the trash just pile up before he throws it away? Like, what, what things, like, I, I could never learn these things about him until I actually live with him. But I want to do all that I can to learn about, okay, what kind of wife do I want to be? Like, what, what you know, things can I do to make my marriage as fruitful and, you know, as blessed as it can possibly be? You it's time now to do that. Do that now. If you want to get another degree, do that. If you want to travel, do that. Okay. Just do it. Like, just do it. Because, of course, you can still do all of these things with a spouse and children. Of course, there are plenty of people who still spend money on things that they enjoy because I'm going to be that kind of mother and that kind of wife, point blank, period. Because um, I love shopping and I love clothes, bags, all that. So I'm going to still be in somebody's mall. I'm going to still be on somebody's online store shopping. But, of course, I'm going to be a lot, a lot more um I don't want to say frugal because I'm not a cheap person but I'm, I'm going to be a lot smarter about you know how much money I spend where it's going because I know that I have to 
um, budget in, of course, me and my husband and our children and things that, that the children will need, you know, different kind of expenses comes with being married and comes with having children. Of course, I get that. But I'm going to still be out here spending stuff that I like. We're going to still, you know, go on vacations, do all those things. That's great. But it's it's a difference in doing those things single and doing those things married with kids. Or even doing it married. Like, it's just, I'm sure if you ask any person who's married, is there a difference going on vacation with just yourself or just, you know, you and your husband or wife and going on vacation with your entire family, like you, your spouse, and your children? Is there a difference? Or, you know, was there a difference in how you lived when you were single and how you lived when you were married? They're going to say yes, because it is a difference. Like... It's just, it's just a difference. Like, that's just it. And God wants you to make the most out of the season and do all you can while you're in it. Because just like every season of our lives, he's called us to do something. He's intended for us to build our character and grow. So you can either take advantage of it or waste this precious time focusing on what you don't have or what you want to become. Or you can focus on all you do have, all you are, and all you're becoming right now in this season. It's really up to you. <coughs> and um, so if you're still here, thank you so much. If you're still here, send me an email at g 95 at com, saying, enjoy the freedom. If you say that, then I'm going to know that you are OG, triple OG, because you've made it all the way. And this is the longest podcast I've, I've ever done. Usually, like, mine are no longer than an hour. Literally. We're going on an hour and a half right now. But I'm okay with that, because this one, it had a lot more content that I wanted to talk about. A lot more experiences like that I wanted to share. And that's the whole purpose of my podcast, is to share testimonies, which I did. I shared some of my experiences, truths, and teachings of God, which I did. I shared some truths about what I've learned about life, and I've shared the teachings of God throughout everything. So I'm okay with it being this long. And if you're okay with this being this long, because you're still here, like like I said, email me at b-r-i-a-n-a-g-95 at gmail.com saying enjoy the freedom. Because I appreciate you and I genuinely love you. And I really hope that you guys learn something. Even if it's only one thing, like I said earlier, I hope that you learned something and you took something from this. And I hope that in some way I could en- I encouraged you or I inspired you or, you know, we connected about something or on some level that would really make my heart happy to know that. Because um, that's really just like my intention. Like I just, just want to just connect with you guys encourage you guys inspire just share to be honest and this has been cathartic for me as well like I said it on my last podcast that you know when I do these like these are things that like that the Holy Spirit has you know shared with me to speak about and I always pray even before I do a podcast even before I get on to that the Holy Spirit gives me the right things to say even while I'm speaking um, but 
is always helpful to me as well because it's a it's a reminder to me the things that I'm talking about of course the things that I've experienced or you know things that I've learned but it's always like a reminder to me as well it always helps me to continue to grow as well and so um it's it's a blessing for me to do this too and so yeah appreciate y'all I really do well, I appreciate you, even if it's only one of you that's still here. Appreciate you. So before I go, I always do a closing prayer. I usually do a prayer before we even start, but I'm not gonna lie, I forgot. Turned it to my head, not to my heart. Um, and in this closing prayer, I always give anyone who's listening that's not saved, I um include a part at the end of the prayer for you to say if you would like to become saved. And, um, yeah, I just, I just always offer that, um, at the end, as I said, and I'll let you know, like, which part that is, and if you repeat that certain part of the prayer, and if you genuinely mean it with your heart, then guess what? You will be saved. Luke fifteen ten says, likewise, I say to you. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So, if you have not become saved, like, understand that the angels, once you become saved, are going to be in heaven rejoicing, excited. Like, there is going to be stupid, dumb lit in heaven for you. Even if it's just, like, the one you. Like, that's how much you mean to God. That's just, that's really just how much you mean to him. So, I'm going to pray over you guys, and then we're going to um, have the prayer for anyone who would like to become saved. So, bow your head and close your eyes if that's how you so choose to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you this evening for this word that you have given me to share. Um, Thank you for the time that has been spent with myself and whomever or whoever is listening as of right now I pray that all that you have placed on my heart has been a blessing to them I pray that in some way they have learned something or they have been encouraged or inspired or we've connected and I pray that they return next week um, to continue to listen to my podcast and I pray that for those who are listening that if they would like to that they would reach out to me as well so that if they have prayers that I will pray for them Lord Jesus and I just pray that um, as we start the new week tomorrow that you have your angels camping around and about every last person that's listening Father God Um, I pray that you continue to keep them and watch over them Father God and bless their lives I pray that they walk in their purpose Lord Jesus and if they don't know their purpose Father God I pray that they seek you so that they can begin to walk intentionally in their purpose, Lord Jesus, and do your will for their lives, Father God. Please bless them and keep them, Lord Jesus. And please be with all the people that are protesting for Black Lives Matter, Lord Jesus. I pray that there is justice and I pray that there is peace, Lord Jesus, because this country and this nation is in a time of turmoil and chaos right now, Father God. And we, more than anything, need your peace, Father God. Your peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord Jesus. And we're going to continue to trust in you. And we're going to continue to seek you and put our faith in you alone, Father God. Because you work all things out for our good. 
And so for the people that would like to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, now is your chance. So please repeat after me. God, thank you for sending your son as a sacrifice for my sins. I believe he lived, died, and rose again just for me. I believe within my heart that he loves me. Please change, transform, and renew me. I accept you now. Amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations. You've just been saved and the angels are rejoicing. We're going to do a round of applause. If you hear that noise, that's me clapping. Congratulations. Um, I'm so glad to hear that. If you would like, please email me so I can email me your name so I can pray for you. Or if there's anybody who has um, a who has prayer request questions or topics that you would like for me to talk about, please email them to me. Um, again, my email is brianag95 at gmail.com. Um, don't hesitate to send me a email. I would love to talk to you guys. Um, that really make my heart very, very happy. And I hope that you guys have a blessed night or a blessed morning. I don't know what time of the day it is that you're listening to this right now, but I hope that it is blessed. And the song of the week this week is Forever Grateful by Aaron Cole. I love that song. Aaron Cole is one of my favorite artists. Um, if you have not heard of him, please go check him out because he's awesome. He raps and he sings. Um, and yeah, he's just he's just amazing. I really do love him. So um, go check out his song again, Forever Grateful. And before we go, please just remember, growth is still growth, even if you only take baby steps. I love you. God loves you. Be blessed. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.